welcome to the Chorus of the Chaos uh, podcast. I am Jack and I am with Blake and Grayson. And gentlemen, we made it. We made it to season two. Yes. And we are attempting video. Whether it actually gets out there, you'll just have to wait and see. Either you see it or you don't at this point. So uh, we're attempting video, trying to add that to, to our repertoire. Yeah. And uh, trying to trying to expand what we on what we did in season one. So, in season one, if you did not listen to it, uh, that's okay. We'd encourage you back to you know a theme and something we've wanted to do with this podcast is make it relatively timeless in a sense that the things that we're talking about, well, they're certainly relevant today, and we'll give um, you know current anecdotes, right? But hopefully, the content and the message and the truths of what we're communicating are rather timeless. And so season one was focused on the church, things like what is the church? What does the church do? How does the church relate to the culture? How does the church and the state operate? And so on and so forth. And this season, we're going to we're gonna take another step uh, in that theme of trying to, to equip and help as best we can. And season two is going to be centered around this notion of common struggles of the Christian life. So we've got we did some planning and we've got, I don't know, 20 some odd episodes lined up. We'll see if we get to all those if the Lord wills. Uh, but taking a topic each night uh, or each podcast, I should say, and and breaking it down to to really look at why is this a struggle? What, what can we do about it? And uh, and so on and so forth. So with that uh, terrible introduction on my part, because we started off like laughing. <laughs> <laughs> So the listener out there, whenever we hit record, there's always like this tense moment of, and then we start, we get the giggles really bad as soon as like the, the thing counts down. So and it just happens, but that's all right. Uh, but Grayson, you put together the outline for our episode one here. So I'll let you, you kind of take, take our first, uh, first common struggle. Yeah. As a Christian I wish life. we had like a, you kick I wish we had like a drum roll or something. Yeah. Some, some sound <laughs> effects in the background, maybe. <laughs> Man, yeah. I wish we had some sound. Oh, like. Like, like that. Hey, you said you told us you put those away. He did, but and he, and you got to them real quick. I don't know. <laughs> By putting them away, he just hit the minimize button. It's like minimize I, button. Uh, yeah, exactly. I won't touch. <laughs> Get the laugh track cute. All right, I'm gonna have such a hard time not. This is now just become a bad Seinfeld episode. <laughs> exactly. It's a really bad. Laugh. Yeah. All right. All right. So anyway. So, so Grayson, common struggles. Topic number one. Life. I mean, this is the um, not end all be all one, but I think it's a pretty big one. And we're right in the beginning of the year now. Um, I don't know what time this will be released, but we figured we'd kind of kick it off with one of the big struggles, and that's scripture reading. Um, if you've talked to anyone who's been a Christian for any length of time, I think at some point in their walk, they've at least, if they're honest with themselves, struggled to just simply be faithful to be in the word. Um, there's all sorts of different reasons that we can come up with why, but I think that this is just a common one for us. And we wanted to hit this one right off the bat, just because scripture is a foundation from which everything else will stem. Ultimately, um, what we're going to be talking about yeah. is the same thing in essence of what we did in season one, where we're going to be looking at the Bible as the ultimate authority for why, um, why we do these things. But we're also going to be looking at that as the final, um, rule of our faith, so to speak. So with this one, yeah. um, what I did to begin with is I just dialed in a couple of different basic stats just because I thought that was kind of interesting for one to, for, to see how many people actually struggle with it. Uh, but for two, uh, I mean, statistics are like everything, right? I mean, half the time I wonder 
if somebody just makes them up on the spot and that's just kind of how that goes. <laughs> um, what is it? You have statistics, darn statistics and lies or something like that is the, you know, the, the sanitized yeah. version. I was always of that told quote. you can make statistics say whatever you yeah. want. Yeah. But I think there so, is yeah. some measure of truth to it. Um, anecdotally speaking, I think I've, as a pastor, I've run into at least a dozen or more people from, our own church at various points that have just struggled to be in the word. Um, so the, the statistics I yeah. did find, though, um, are from fairly reputable places. So I went to one like the Gallup poll. I went to another one called the Ponce Foundation. That one I'd never heard of before, but they do um, largely what seems to just be paid statistics within the church culture. Uh, but then you've got the Barna Group and some of the common ones that are that are out there. So if you guys want to look at how they do all this and gather the data, I'd encourage you to do so. Um, but just offhand, the basic stats that I got, the Gallup poll records that only 25% of professing Christians believe that the Bible is the word of God. So that was a, the big one, I thought. I mean, if you have 25% of people that right off the bat are saying, you know, these are the only ones that believe this is the inerrant, inspired word of God. Um, in my mind, there's not much of a struggle why so many people just don't read their Bible. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> right. The next one, right. it comes from the Ponce Foundation. They recorded that less than 30 percent of Christians will read through the entire Bible in their lives. Um, they also said 82 percent of those mm. who do read their Bible say the only time they do so is in church. And so. My guess with that one is that they're hearing a sermon and that's the time where they're actually opening up the word to follow along and that's it. Um, additionally, they said over a third have never read their Bibles at all and then less than 10% read their Bibles daily. So when you look at just those intro stats, I mean, it's pretty depressing. It's pretty bleak. Um, the interesting. Yeah, we're really hitting the podcast yeah, off. On well, a, this I is when we hit it first, right? Um, I was... Yeah, I was hoping that that poll was like before the printing press or something. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's a sad joke, but that's like we have yeah. literally probably more Bibles in our rooms than we know what to do with half the time. And yet this is just how often people read them. Yeah. Yeah. It's that yeah. Spurgeon, that classic Spurgeon line. Uh, some of you have enough dust on the cover of your Bible to write damnation with your finger or something like that. Yeah, that one's a, a wicked one. The yeah. thing I thought was that was that was like not funny, Spurgeon. You know, the thing I thought was it's like when he was interesting though Spurgeon. is people still want to be able to read the Bible. Um, I mean, even just on a general poll, they they pulled sixty eight percent of the general population. So that's non Christians, right? All Americans, if you will, um, they want to learn more about the Bible. So hmm. the. That's a real. That is a really interesting statistic, given the yeah the other hand. You know the the fact that only ten percent do it, read their Bibles daily. And only a third have, you know, was it have never read their Bibles. Eighty two percent say they only do it in church. But you have sixty eight percent of the general population says they want to learn more. Yeah. Of the Bible. So the follow through is terrible. That, that, that's, that's generally sorry. That's <laughs> right. Generally, yeah. Generally yeah. Generally. I was say, I'm like still kind of stuck. What's on that. the follow through yeah. on that? Yeah. I want to. Oh, you could come to church with me. Yeah. Well, yeah, but nonetheless, I think it's <laughs> kind of, it's an interesting thing. Um, to me, that was one of those statistics that, again, I don't know how accurate that is in the grand scheme of things, but um, 
I thought it was interesting simply because we're, we're in a post-Christian world, at least in the States. Um, and we're also yep. at a time where I think people just don't have a general understanding of scripture or they don't have that cultural scriptural knowledge anymore. Um, and yet people still want to yeah. know what's in the Bible. So why do you think that is? Do you think that's, that's a, um, kind of a Romans one thing? Like there's just this, this inherent understanding that God is, God exists. And I, I don't know. What, what do you think that, why do you think that is? The cynical side of me says, if there was a true interest, I mean, if that 68% was like, yeah, I, I generally want to know more then they would. I don't know if it's some kind of a, uh, maybe cultural thing where it's like, well, I, I, I should know more about it, but I don't, uh, maybe like cultural hangover. Yeah. Or something. Like, yeah, yeah, something. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I wrestle with that, with that 68%. I mean, cause I would say, you know, 68% of the doors that we knock on are not, you know, people like, I'm so glad you're here. Actually. I was just thinking about how I want to learn more about the Bible. Yeah. If those were, I mean, if it was like over 50% of, you know, friendly faces at the door, our knuckles would be bloody. Yeah. So, yeah. From knocking yeah. on doors, I should clarify that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Church and state 2.0. That joke landed yeah. because we have video. Yeah, right. Thank you, video. Yeah. Thank this you, video. video brought to you by. Yeah. My, my natural cynical side, though, is, is much the same. I, I think if people wanted to actually learn more about the Bible, they would. I mean, it's not like it's a difficult book to get your hands on. Um, it is literally available yeah. in hundreds of different translations online for free. Um, right. Yeah. Right. So there's a cult. I mean, yeah. So there's a strange yeah. cultural aspect to that even, even there. I, I think probably mm -hmm. the the statistic about you know professing Christians those statistics are probably a better a better uh, yeah a test of what is actually going on like what the actual sentiment is because if you're right. professing to be a Christian I mean you should have all the more reason to to want to read and yet it's simply not happening yeah so the yeah. other interesting one I thought so oh, let's look at uh, uh, I was just going to oh, say go the, the other go one ahead, that. Person kind of backs up our entire first season, so I had to throw this one in there, is that they found a strong mm -hmm. correlation between those who will weekly attend church and those who will faithfully daily read their Bible. So, bam, season one in a nutshell, go to church. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go to church. Has anyone ever told you if that you go to church, you church is not a building? Bible. Has anybody ever said that? You to know, you? In, in seminary, that is never something they taught us. They explicitly taught that the church is a brick and mortar institution. Is is a building? Yes, yes right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let, let's look at. So thinking about the theme of the season, uh, we're, we're saying by way of introduction here that reading scripture, consistently reading scripture, is a difficult thing for a lot of Christians. Yeah, absolutely. And I think those statistics pointed out, like, just whether they want to do it or not, it is hard difficult, challenging to be consistent and disciplined in reading the Bible. And that, that's, I think, the thing we want to talk about. So, um, Blake, what do you think are some common reasons that why we think people struggle to do it? Um, so you've got uh, kind of the common for 
all the spiritual disciplines. I mean, I think in, you'll pick this theme up as we talk about, you know, on future episodes, you know, why aren't these things taking place? Uh, it's kind of the same old excuses that are, that are repackaged. And so one that we had talked about was just people saying, I don't have enough time. Uh, I don't have enough yeah. time to, to read God's word, which is simply not true. I, that's never been the case for anyone ever. I mean, I, I can't imagine, yeah, it, I can't imagine that that is actually the case uh, for you. And if it is, if you are the rare person that has walked the face of the earth and literally has not had time to read God's word, then you need to reschedule and reprioritize some things in your life and uh, and actually read God's word. I mean, Bible intake is, was, is what was mentioned. If you don't have this down, everything else that we're going to talk about over the next 30 episodes or whatever isn't isn't going to hit home because it's all flowing from God's word. And so a common excuse is I don't have enough time uh, to do it, which if you look at the statistics on media intake uh, for the average Westerner, um, mind blowing. I mean, hours and yeah. hours and hours and hours a day spent online, spent watching television, uh, binging stuff, reading, I mean, even reading, uh, you know, things that are, not the Bible. So, uh, so anyway, not enough time, uh, lacking motivation and discipline. This is, I would say this is probably the actual cause is that a lot of Christians understand like this is important or they would say that they believe it's important, but we just lack the motivation to actually do it, actually read God's yeah. word. Um, others will feel intimidated maybe that you don't know where to like, where to begin, uh, and where to go. I mean, I would say particularly with, with new believers, there should be, um, some direction given on, well, start, yeah. start here versus, you know, numbers, you know, or something like that, you know, that, 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 that one was me when I first became a Christian because, and I can't remember if I shared this in season one at some point, but when the Lord saved me, I was kind of brought into a wild charismatic church. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we talked, mm -hmm. we talked about brother Bob having a word. <laughs> That's right. So I forgot about was, that. <laughs> yeah. The, shout out. Yeah. Shout so, out to brother Bob. You know, there was just shout out to brother Bob. So again, we didn't have really have a pastor. We would have someone stand up and give a word. So there was no formal teaching. And I remember this is my senior year of high school. I really wanted to understand God's so like, I was excited to read right. it, but and this probably is a case for a lot of people, but it was a case for me. It was hard to go to God's word and not have any context of what was. Yeah. Happening. Yeah. Yeah. So like quick, on the spot, a new believer yeah. is in front of you and they're like, what book should I start with? Where do you send them? That's a great answer. I'd probably say John, the gospel. I would go Mark. That's what I was going to say. I was going to, yeah. 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 Mark. I was going to say John or revelation. There you go. There you go. Either one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if I had a laugh track button right now, I would be, I wish, I wish I that was a feature. It. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> another reason that, uh, folks may not be reading their Bible or at least struggling is that they struggle to actually apply it, uh, and see its practicality in everyday life. You know, uh, yeah. essentially how are, how are the things that I'm reading, you know, apply to me? Um, and then another area, one that we'd kind of tagged on and, and talked about a little bit was just the matter of, of spiritual warfare. Um, we live in a very a, 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 um, naturalistic society as Westerners. And if we're not careful, that can bleed into our understanding even as Christians. Um, but there is a spiritual battle that is taking place in the lives of believers. 
Um, you know, this is what I am constantly telling men, uh, particularly husbands and fathers is you are like the prime, you're like the prime target in your, in your family. And if you can be knocked off, uh, if you can be complacent, if you can be spiritually cold, if you can be not, you know, leading and setting the example, then that's going to have consequences throughout your family. And so there's a spiritual dynamic that we're not just fighting flesh and blood, but uh, there's a demonic realm that we're fighting yeah. as well. Yeah. And I, I think in the reform community, a lot of people tend to stray away from like ignore that or downplay it um, and, and impose the flesh there. And I'm not, I'm not downplaying the sinfulness of the oh, flesh yeah. Yeah. Uh, by any means, but I'm just, I'm just saying, I think we, we don't talk about it a lot in the reform community. Um, just the reality that it, it spiritual warfare is real. Mm-hmm. Like that is a real thing. It is a very biblical thing. And if you were to read your Bible, you would, uh, you would see that happen yeah. quite a bit, um, especially in the gospels. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah th- those are some, some good reasons. And um, so I guess to kind of shift gears here and think about, you know, these are common struggles uh, and I can relate to several of them um, at various times in my life. Um I've probably said I haven't had enough time. I wasn't being honest. I, I, I'm with you, Blake. I think, I think that's just an excuse to be completely for 99.99% of the people. It's an excuse. Right. You, you find time for what you value. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You find time to watch TV. You find time to play games. You find time to do whatever hobby you may or may not have. Mm-hmm. You find time to do yep. these things and where you spend your time it's kind of like that. What's that old saying? Like, show me your wallet and I'll show you, or show me where your checkbook and I'll show you your idols or something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but it's a similar thing. Show me where you spend your time yeah. and we'll show you what you value. Yeah. Anytime that I've, um, anytime I've counseled time. young men and they've consistently, I think I've heard from young men, I don't have time for that or um, something to yeah. that effect. I've literally sent them home that night and said, okay, for the next week, here's the first, first thing I want you to do when we meet next week. You're going to come literally with every minute of your day accounted for. And so you're going to write down how you spent your time and then we'll see how much time you have. And every single time they have time, um, you know, they're, they're young single men. I know what it was like to be a young single man. And I know what it's like to be a married man with kids and work responsibilities and everything else that's in between. It's like, you have time. Um, I, I've yet to meet an, a single individual who is so jam packed with their day that they don't have five to 10, 15, 20 minutes, if not hours of time over the span of the day. Yeah. Um, perhaps you're the rare exception to the rule, but exceptions to the rule never prove or never disprove the rule. Rather, they just simply prove the rule. And so if you are the person yeah. who has yeah. literally no time in a day, I would say, um, congratulations, you're the person who has now proven the rule. And so we would, again, ask you to itemize your time and see perhaps there are ways that you are spending your time which are unwise in which you could better spend it in order to spend time in the word. Yeah. It's all, it's a valuation issue. I, I love, uh, Whitney, uh, Donald Whitney often uses the, uh, monetary, uh, comparison, and so he, mm-hmm. he does it with scripture, memory, and prayer, and Bible, and stuff like that. And where if you just simply said, you know, if you read your Bible today, 15 minutes, I'll give you $1,000, you know, 
And for every single day that you read, you know, 15 minutes, spend 15 minutes in God's world, I'll give you a thousand bucks. Your schedule would clear out, right? Uh, on on uh, Bible memory, yeah. he says, you know, I'll give you $500 for every verse you memorize. And you would find people who said, I can't memorize God's word coming with a hundred verses. I mean, schedule cleared <laughs> because there's this monetary value. So a lot of this, if we're honest with ourselves, I mean, in my life, this is true. And these guys' lives is true. I'm sure that a lot of it comes down to, do I value God's word and do I see value in it? And if I do, yeah. it will push out uh, lesser things. The greater affections will crowd out lesser affections. Um, yeah. And so we're getting at some of that, but is there any reasons I should read God's word, Grayson? You told me I have to do it, but tell me why. That's a good question. Tell me why. That's the a good question, <laughs> first and foremost reason why you should simply read the word of God is because it is just that. It is the God-breathed word of God himself. Mm. So we've got a couple of passages yeah. here. The first one comes, I mean, these ones are, are literally repeated every time people bring up the inspiration of the word. But the first one's from 2 Peter 1.21. He says, but know this, this first of all, that no prophecy of scripture is a matter of one's own personal interpretation. For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. And the second one in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, he says all scripture. So how much scripture, guys? All of it. All of it. Okay, all, good. All. We're tracking. <laughs> good. <laughs> all scripture Thanks, is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that, so that's a purpose, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. The word that's actually yeah. translated from the Greek here, when he talks about inspired by God, it's literally God breathed or God spirited. Um, mm. Same basic thrust of what Second Peter is talking about. Scripture itself comes from the very mind of God and is given to mankind so that they may be equipped um, in various different things. I mean, notice how Paul talks about the reality of what scripture actually does or helps us in in various ways. He says it teaches us, it corrects us, it trains us in righteousness. Why? So we may please God. And finally, it equips us for every good work of service. And then I also had jotted down a couple of different ways that the word is described. Um, Jack, you want to take this one away? Sure. Sure. Yeah. You've got some, some verses in Psalms in the Psalms referenced here. So um, Psalm 19, seven, uh, mentions that the word is perfect. 19, eight says it's pure. 19, nine says it's righteous in 19, 10. If you're following along in that chapter, it's more desirable than riches and sweeter than honey. And, you know, something, cause there have been seasons in my life. Obviously we, we go through, there's ups and downs, right? Where you, you're more fervent in the word than yeah. others. It's just the nature of, of being human, right? Something that's always encouraged me, um, aside and not adding or adding to what to what uh, to what Grayson pointed out, but or said, uh, but sometimes I sit here and I ponder and I sit here and think, the God that spoke the universe into the into existence, the cosmos, every gives life and breath to everything around us, including me and my family, sustains my breath has given revelation to communicate with me that I might know him. Yeah. Like, and it's right here. 
it's behind me, like, or on my desk or on my phone or wherever it is, right? It's, it is right there. The God of the universe wants to reveal himself to you in a very special way, special revelation, a very special way. And it's right there. And sometimes we would rather play World of Warcraft or I don't know, whatever video game. I don't know. What's popular what, are the, what do the kids do these days? That's like 20 years ago. What are the kids ago. into? The, what are the kids? What's that <laughs> Micecraft thing? The poke, the Pokemon Roblox. <laughs> whatever the kids are into these days. We, we would rather do that. Right. And it's, 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 it, when you, when you think about it like yeah. that, it's so silly. It reminds so silly, me of that so C.S. Lewis quote. I'm just going to paraphrase it, but he, he talks about the reality of how we, God has in store a holiday at the sea for us, but we are content. We're too, far too easily pleased fooling around with things like sex and drink and everything else um, that we miss out on that holiday at the sea for the mud pies in the slum. And, yeah. and that's that's what I envision much of the time with God's word is that we're content with trite things, things that are entertaining or things that just simply mm-hmm. kind of dull the mind rather than that which we know is given to us by God himself um, that will yeah. be only to our benefit. Yeah. Yeah. And unless we're willing to stop. So if you struggle, if this is an area of struggle, I would encourage you to take time, get down and pray. And ask God to make his word know, to show you that it's perfect, pure, righteous, and that it would stir within your heart, that he would stir within your heart, that it becomes more desirable than any amount of money, sweeter than riches, better than any distraction, any social media, any meme, whatever it is, that God's word is the preeminent, most wonderful thing that you can do in your life because it is so soul-giving, uh, right. just breathes life into the soul. The God of the universe has given us his word. Not only that, he sent his son. Like we're not even touching on the gospel aspect, but th- thinking about the, how God wants you to know him mm-hmm. and stay there and do not get up until your heart sings with joy. Yeah. And the affections for God are inflamed through his word. Mm-hmm. And so the yes. more that you're in his word, the more, the, the grander vision you will have of him and a greater understanding and a greater fellowship you will have. And therefore that greater fellowship breeds within you a desire to yeah. be in God's word. And so it just keeps, you know, feeding back and forth. If you think yeah. about it, you know, for those of you who are married, you know, if you wrote, you know, letters back and forth, you know, when you were courting or, or whatever, uh, you couldn't wait to get. Okay, this is me. Okay, I'm talking. All right, you guys. What you guys stay out of it. All right. I wrote poetry. So okay? you uncultured swine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, but you know, when you would get a letter, we or an or a note or that Jack. Jack had the old. He had to mash each button three times to <laughs> just complete a re- word. <laughs> Do you realize what Jack went through to write love letters on his uh, Samsung Razor? <laughs> Or whatever. Hey, that phone was awesome. I was more of a BlackBerry guy myself. No. Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't even know where I was going. Though. Sorry. Yeah. The love letters. You're talking. I don't about want to talk. You about uh, you were going to use that old analogy of the Bible <laughs> being a love letter. No, no, but 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 in all seriousness, but in all seriousness, when you would get those letters, at least for me, I couldn't wait to open them. Like I wanted to read them. I wanted to read them multiple times. I wanted, you know, like there was a, yeah. and I even held on to them. 
you know, and my wife held on to her letters that I did wrote to her, you know? So, I mean, it's like, they're a precious thing and that's just mere humans mm -hmm. writing humans, you know? I mean, so yeah. this is such a, it's such a bigger, uh, a thing that we have before us. So, yeah. yeah. Our, our, and not only that, absolutely. it's good for us because it instructs us. Yep. Yeah. 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 In fact, if you continue through Psalm 19, you know, it, we, we mentioned that the word is starting in seven to kind of recap perfect, pure, righteous, more desirable than riches and sweeter than honey. When you get to verse 11 and 12 and on following, you, you learn that it warns us. Scripture warns us. It shows us our errors. It keeps us from sin. It teaches us God's ways. It reveals to us God's commands. It reveals to us God's wonderful works. And Blake, you were touching on this a minute ago. It restore, it strengthens, strengthens, excuse me, and restores our soul. It makes us wise. And Grayson, as you put here, and on and on and on, you know, you can simply go to Psalm 119 and see all the ways that God's word is profitable for a, for a genuine believer. Look at the return that you're promised there. Yep. And that's a short I mean, like, list. what else? Yeah, right. Like, what else can you invest in and get that kind of return? You know, nothing. And in and, and here, we've got all these, like, precious promises. It just, we give up so much by not being in God's word. I think our, yeah. our foundational point then is just simply that if we don't actually have a genuine, true, biblical understanding of the word of God to begin with, um, we're never going to really desire to read our Bible, right? If these are not things yeah. that we can look at and apprehend the truthfulness of and say, this is what I genuinely desire, um, not only because mm -hmm. I want to know my God, but I know that through this, my God is pleased to sanctify me in every which way. Um, of course, it's going to be a struggle. And that doesn't mean that every time you crack open the Bible, you're going to have this massive mountaintop experience, but that yeah, you're looking right. at the cumulative effect of simply reading God's word day after day, that through his word, he will have his perfect work accomplished. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you think, Absolutely. do you think that, um, what role do you think, uh, being, what role do you think familiarity plays? in the struggle familiarity with God's yeah. word. You mean, um, well, back to my point earlier, I think, or, do, or I think it, it makes it, I think it can, uh, as I mentioned, when I was a new believer, I really wanted to know, like I, I had a desire to understand mm -hmm. it, but I didn't know where to go. No, no. I mean like, like in the, I mean like in the regard of, I mean, you might read a good book, uh, mm -hmm. but you may not necessarily read it a hundred times, you know? So, if you're looking oh, at, and so I, I wonder how many people would use the excuse like, well, I know, like I've, I've read it and I, I, I know it. Um, and if that plays into, I don't think it would though. I don't think it would. I'm like answering my own question. I think it depends. The, those, the, those who claim that they're so familiar with God's word that it bores them are not nearly as familiar as they believe themselves yes. to be. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's why I'd say it depends, right? For the. For the genuine yeah. believer, I don't think you can get bored with it. Not in the grand scheme. You might, I mean, trust me, if, right. you're, if you're reading you through numbers and you're like, this is say. the yeah. most amazing thing I've ever read. This genealogy right. in, in chapter six is the soul soaring. Would, yeah. yeah. It's I would, like, okay. I, I would submit you could even have dry seasons. Oh, absolutely. Though, that, you must oh. Per, that you must persist through. Yep. 
you know. Yeah, my point is more so saying that if you overall look at the Word of God in total and say that this just bores me or it's too familiar because I've read it before, um, I would literally challenge you to just (laughs) open up to one, pick an easy book, pick your favorite book, the chapter you know best, and write an hour-long sermon on, you know, 15 verses, it just seems, 20 verses. Yeah, it seems like the it seems like the people, though, that are most familiar with God's word are the ones that love it the most. Yes. Experientially. Yep. So I don't yeah. think the familiarity aspect plays probably any hand in it. Great question, Blake. Thank you, Blake. Well, well, and there, there's the element, too, and you see this a lot now in the TikTok days. Like, you guys ever see the, the videos from... Mr. Mr. B, the apologist guy. Oh, Red Pen Apologetics. Is that the guy that gives yep. Red, is that the Red guy that Pen, gives money Red away guy? to people? No. No, that's he's a. Uh, <laughs> no. no, I'm thinking of Mr. Beast. That's a different guy. <laughs> oh, that's an X Men character, isn't it? Yes, and that, yeah. Because I saw, I I don't, I, it wasn't this guy. It wasn't this guy. It was like some other, like some Kirkland brand Mr. Beast, I guess. Um. But some guy was offering people a hundred dollars if they could name five New Testament books. Did you guys see that? No. Oh no. But yeah, it was like this. in a grocery store. It's like I'll give you a hundred dollars if you can give me five New Testament books. Why it can't I ever bump into these guys? Like I know, be, right? I know. Be like, <laughs> where's New Testament guy for me? Do I get bonus if I name other books? That's you know. That's yeah, when that right. meme pops up where it's like, uh, John, I made it too easy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, right, right. Or the wait, you guys are getting paid to know yeah, Bible books. Yeah. So yeah, no, no, but but it was amazing how many people. Like even it wasn't just like young people either. Like you would think like okay, I could understand if it was like young people. But I mean, there were some like old school boomers walking around with like vet hats on. Like, no, I don't know. Which was shocking mm. to me. I don't know. It just seems. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that goes hand in hand yeah. with, I think, how we introed it, where we're, we're in a post-Christian yeah. America. And that general biblical knowledge that people just grew up with, that people anticipated before, is just no longer there. So if you go to a group of unbelievers and you start making references that you think are common references, like right. the parting of the Red Sea, it's like, uh, that's a huge famous yeah, biblical story, point. but I wonder yeah. how many people yeah, would just be like, point. huh? Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, I was going to say that red pin logic with Mr. B, I think that's what he oh. is. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. He is, yeah. 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 He does. He does. I like his stuff because he he'll show these little TikTok videos where someone is is saying like, I'm going to show you in the Bible why abortion is, you know, whatever, just some nonsense. But what you have, and we've, that is becoming, which I find interesting is becoming to get glorified in our culture a bit. You've got, you've got this, the social media TikTok world where you have people with attention Mm -hmm. spans that are this big and then they see something and they're like, that's truth. That's truth. This one verse says yeah. this, therefore I'm going to base my entire my 10 second soundbite from this <laughs> yeah. guy and make a TikTok yeah. video and get famous, yeah. you know, and, and he, he does a really good job of, of breaking those things down. Just be like, uh, actually no. Right. And, and so all that to say, I think what we have, we have this cultural phenomenon now in this post-Christian world where people think they know the Bible because they have the internet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and that works both ways. It does. Yeah. It does. I'm familiar with the Bible because I can Google to find a verse to support. And there's an awful lot of Christians that portray themselves as far more knowledgeable 
than they are. Guys, yeah, you're, because they're giving away smartphone. my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what it says in the Greek is. Uh, <laughs> Well, on that note, uh, podcast. I'm just thankful physical. for the video. Is what I'm thankful for. Yeah, people can now see like our my awkward physical, silences. My, my physical comedy can really uh, flourish. <laughs> Please let me run a, <laughs> a here. Yeah. Put, put it in by. post, but but yeah, don't. We'll but don't. Okay, I won't. Um. So the other point we want to make here is, you know, if we're thinking about what the Bible does. Again, it warns us, shows us our errors, shows us God's ways, all these mm-hmm. things. It, it's important to remember that ultimately the Spirit of God works in conjunction with the Word of God. Many in our day have have this idea and have pit the work of the Spirit and the Word against one another. But the reality is the Spirit works exclu- exclusively through God's mm-hmm. Word. And if you see these verses um, where Christ says, the Helper will come and he will glorify me, yep. Christ being the Logos. Like, there's all this reference in... In the spirit has come as a helper to enlighten us and and make God's word um, implanted in our soul and illuminate to yep. us, right? All these right. things. So the the spirit and the word of God go hand in hand. It's an important point to make. Yeah. Right. Well, even the verses. And furthermore, that's why. Ooh, I, agree. I was just going to say that the verses we even talked about earlier um, literally just demonstrate that reality that the very Bible that we hold in our hands comes from the spirit of God who in 1 Corinthians 2 is said to be the one who reveals us or reveals to us the very mind of God. Um, And so if you think that by reading scripture, you're somehow missing out on being spirit filled, if you will, um, the very word of God given to us by the spirit tells you contrary to that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But you'd have to read it to find that out. Yes. Well, so let me, we'll set up a scenario here. Let's pretend it's 2002 and a very young Jack Lee knocks on your door and I'm very eager to learn the word of God, but I'm struggling to do it because of various reasons, yeah. right? So I ask you, Pastor Blake, what Wait, are some Wait, is this ways... 2002 me? Because if that yeah. was the case, I'd be like, no, uh, get it. I don't even get out of here. In fact, I wouldn't even answer the door. Yeah. Leave me alone. Like, Who? 2000. Mom, somebody's at the door. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, pretend you're, you're, you're you yeah. now. All right. Yeah. For the sake of the podcast. <laughs> Way, <laughs> Pastor Blake, what are some ways that I can cultivate discipline of regular scripture intake? What are some, way, what are some things that I can do to be consistent? in studying and getting things out of God's yeah. word. Well, you're going to need to purchase my book, Nine Easy Steps <laughs> to Intaking God's Word. <laughs> so that is, <laughs> that's the kind of thing that sells. Yeah. Right? If you want to like find the, out, those, that book does not exist. Those secret exclusive sauce. content. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. It's those, it's the <laughs> premium subscribers. Yeah. It's that, uh, thank you to our Patreon subscribers who will now be able to get into God's word. Now, here's the, the reality of it is, um, is, and I actually hate this phrase, but there is, but there's no secret sauce to it. Like there's no nine steps for whatever, like there's nothing be, there's nothing beyond what already has been revealed to you, Christian, that you need to begin getting into God's word. Um, yeah, there's no secret formula. Um, and it sounds kind of, maybe uh reductive but 
you just have to do it. Yep. And again, I think for most people, for most people, this is a discipline issue. And you have yeah. to discipline yourself to get into God's word. Um, so yeah. a few things that requires is that requires uh, that we can admit that we are not as faithful as we should be. Right. Like repentance. You like repent from. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then moving on from there, actually, I would say, you know, seeking God in. Uh, doing the things that you're supposed to do. The Bible tells us that it is God who works in us both the ability, uh, the desire and the ability to carry out his good pleasure. And so when we have something that's mm. specifically commanded, um, particularly different areas of spiritual discipline, like Bible reading, scripture intake, um, we have everything. If you're a Christian, you have everything you need to actually partake in the things that he has commanded you to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing I would say, uh, after recognizing that and, you know, just per being persistent and persevere in faithfulness is there's some really good aids out there. There's things, if you're not already doing one and it's January, this is kind of intentional. We're recording this in January and probably it'll go live in January, new year, new me, whatever. Um, find a good re <laughs> find a good reading plan. There's a lot out there. Bible reading plans. You could, you could Google it and get a hundred different options to read the Bible in a year. Um, so find right. one. Right? And it's, so it's find intentional. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's yes. Yeah, so it's intentional. Yeah. So you have something, so you just don't open up and like, what am I going to read? Today? Right. Right. I guess I'll read Psalm right. one again, you know? So, you, so you have a, a, a structured way by which to work through it. And it's also helpful if you're not, not part of a local church, um, do that, do that join, find a great church, invest in the community and ask people around you to, to be, hold you accountable and do it with them. Yeah. Read the Bible with them, find a group of guys or girls and say, Hey, I really want to do this. I need help. Hold me accountable. And I think you'd be surprised at the amount of Christians that would gladly say, yes, I would love to do this with sure. you. Yep. Yeah. So question for you guys, what do you do? You, one, do you do a reading plan and what type of reading plan do you guys typically do? Yeah. Uh, so we actually, so for the first time this year, uh, we started, so last year uh, we did like a new Testament thing with our, for like family worship. Cause I have three little kids, little kids. Our oldest mm -hmm. is just learning how to read. Um, and so this year we're doing a uh, five day plan together uh, where it's just five days a week, Monday through Friday, uh, basically reading a couple old Testament uh, and a couple of New Testament uh, passages. And so far, I mean, of course, I know we're just barely into January, but so far it's been really great. It's been very, uh, yeah. very approachable. Um, and, you know, by God's grace, we'll get all of God's word done, you know, by the end of the year together as a family. Now, <clears throat> my personal uh, plan, obviously, is just, you know, pastorally. There's just a lot of personal study, like small, like, uh, microscopic kind of study on passages and, and things yeah. like that. And I've done other things too, you know, the Bible through a, the Bible through I, a I month remember, thing last year. I was going to say, yeah. yeah, like a few months ago you did yeah. that, that Bible through a month. Yeah, that was intense. That was intense. And it was intentional and it had to be, uh, I had to cut out like all media. Like I wouldn't say that I have a lot of media intake in general, but it was like no other books, no, 
and I did it outside of like work time. So it was like early in the morning and in the evenings. Cause when I did it, I just yeah. didn't want people to be like, Oh, we're well, the pastor. So of course, mm-hmm. of course you did it. You <laughs> loser, you know? Um, but you know, but it was, it was intense and it was, it was a lot of work and I had to cut everything else out. I had to get up early and go to bed late. And, uh, but it was amazing. It was amazing. Hmm. I mean, I, I don't think I, I don't think I would do it every month, but, um, I, I plan on working it in again this year for myself. Really? Yeah. Nice. That's yeah. Cool. Not for my, not for my girl. Not for You're my not going to bring though. the family through the, the month long Bible reading plan. <laughs> oh man. Can you imagine <laughs> trying to get that with toddlers? Oh man! Dad's trying to I mean, do something like, great. Just still sit why we still read Genesis. for three hours. We have a dozen more <laughs> chapters. Just be quiet. Have some goldfish. I'm just trying to lead yeah. my family. Yeah, that'd be yeah. miserable. Why won't the? Why are they rejecting it? Yeah, no. Um, Grayson, what about you? Um, Bible, for our family, we do, we do a yearly one, and we have one that we do as a church. So um, one of the nice things about that is literally the whole church is on the same Bible reading plan, as long as they're doing it. Um, so that one's just a, usually about three chapters in the Old Testament and then one chapter in the New Testament each day. And that's a six-day plan where you have Sundays yeah. off. And, you know, you can catch up if you need to on a Sunday, or you can just come and sit under the word of the uh, church. And then yeah, yeah, same yeah, thing as Blake yeah. with my own private studies. Um, right now I'm preaching through the Psalms. And so I've been doing just intensive studies through the Psalms, which has been actually just wonderful. Um, complete mm. breath of fresh yeah. air in many ways and opened up my eyes to. Same girl. Same. Yep. Yeah. What chapter are you on? Or what I, do, uh, you um, I just preached Psalm 53. So I did that nice. in. Uh, Two different parts. I actually, I, I open up my my Bible and I got before the church and I'm like, the first line, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. We're going to stop there today yeah. and just preach a sermon on that. And then <laughs> right. came in the right. next week and did the rest of the, or two weeks after that and did the rest of the Psalm because I'm on a biweekly. Right. But nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's awesome. been, nice. it's been such a wide variety within the Psalms and I didn't. Uh, foolishly, I didn't think it would be that widely, you know, various, but it's been really, really, that's funny. Neat. That's, that's exactly what I've been experiencing yep. too, because I just, I just finished Psalm 10. So we're going to do in our night service, we're doing basically book one. So we'll do Psalm one through uh, 41 or 42. And uh, it's been really the diversity within the Psalms is just a bit. Anyway, we're yeah. off. Yep. We're off, we're off doing our thing now. I, I would yeah. say, so this is that little, I just like turned to it in my Bible. Thank you, video. Here's that five day uh, program. And it's literally just called like five day com or something like that. It's a free download. And they give you like a little like by week with the little check bark things and everything. So my daughter's always really like checking the boxes off. You know, like that's their favorite part. Like, okay, we got it done. What did you learn? We get to check the boxes <laughs> off. So, you know, if you're listening to this to this podcast and not watching video, Blake was holding his Bible. Oh, yeah. yeah, thank he's, you. He's now yeah, completely right. forgotten about the audio it. listeners. Where he's, <laughs> yeah, right, right. It is all yeah. video now. Audio so, listeners were so 2022. Like, what is he <laughs> yeah, doing? Right. What's going on? You just hear pages like crinkling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you see your attention. <laughs> Yeah, right. It's a quintessential <laughs> boomer navigating new technology. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Take a picture of my screen and I'll send it to you. Well, so. 
Hey, I do that pretty regularly. Yeah. Photographs of his thumb. Um, maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't even read it. It's so blurry. <laughs> so I do a, I tend to do, and I've done it for a few years now, a 90 day reading mm. plan where you go through the Bible in 90 days and I'm, and I'm flexible. So, but I like it because with 90 days, I'm certainly, you know, I'm scheduled to get through the Bible through a year, a couple of times. Yeah. So, uh, ideally four times, but what, what ends up happening usually <clears> is <throat> I'll be in something and something will, will pique my interest Yeah, and I'll do like a deep dive right, on right. something and I'll take like a week and really study a chapter. Right. Like how, and then how long on, does right? it take so, you normally? So I don't even know if you know this, Jack. So like when you're, if you're sticking to the program, like how much mm -hmm. of each day does that take for you to like time, yeah, wise, time wise, what am I reading time each wise. day? Yeah. For a 90 day, if I were to just go day to day for mm -hmm. a 90 day Bible reading plan, every day is about 15 to 20 oh, minutes. Okay. okay. Just to read right. it. Like, I thought you were going to be a smart aleck and it. say, well, it takes 90 days to do that. <laughs> <laughs> how long? Laugh yeah, track. Right, right. So, yeah. so really, so you no, can, no, no. so you're but, able to, so you're able to just move through that quickly for, yeah. 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 About 20, 20 ish minutes, sometimes 30, but again, it's, it's pretty common for me to say to like, I'll get, I'll get on something and be like, this really interesting. Yeah. You want to dive off. You want to dive off into something. Yeah, yeah. And I'll do that. And then when I'm done, I'll go back to the plan. So I right. don't, it's not like a firm 90 day for right. me. Usually it ends up taking probably hundred day. I'm on my fifth like year of my 90 day plan. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the charts in the background. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, there is something though. There is something to the two modes of Bible reading. Yes. Yep. Of that intense study, uh, and then also the um, again, I'm quoting Donald Whitney a lot today, uh, but he likens it to a speedboat on a lake versus a glass-bottomed uh, canoe. That yeah. there's that slow, methodical, taking in all of the details, uh, and then there's the faster, just getting the wonder of the landscape uh, kind of aspect. And yeah. both of those are very beneficial. Yep. yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember you commenting when you when you did the Bible in a month. I forget what exactly it was, but you mentioned some some perspective you drew out of Scripture, reading it in such large mm -hmm. chunks. Mm -hmm. That was that was new to you, yeah. or different, or impacted you in different yeah. ways than typically when you would. I'm going to camp mm -hmm. on this verse for yeah. two weeks, right? right. So, right. for sure. Yeah. So, anyway, so that that's so ways to cultivate regular, regular scripture intake. Know there's no secret sauce. Know that it takes a commitment. Mm -hmm. It takes discipline. So be prepared to repent, admit, admit fault, repent, ask God for wisdom, ask God for strength, and be committed to persevere in faithfulness, uh, find a good reading plan, invest, find a good community, people in your church, find accountability, yeah. uh, find people to do it with you. If you don't have that, and you can do that now. And, 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 you don't have to wait for the new yep. year. Right. You have to wait oh, for the new year. We're already 11, day, it's not 11 like, days. 11 days in. Gotta wait till or, next year. Wait, yeah. Yeah. Rolled around Starting for now. 2024. That's right. Yeah. yeah ac accountability, I think is a big one. Though. It is and something that, that but that'll also be a way, thing so. that helps you as so, you're trying to apply it. Right. I mean, if, if that was one of the common reasons given in the very beginning was that uh, lack of meaningful application to one's life. So what better way to learn how to apply the scriptures yeah. diligently to your life than to be able to discuss passages that you're reading with the community that you're now also walking in the Christian faith with together. Right, right.
Yeah. Yeah. To be able to yeah. say how that strike yep. you, like what, what, what did you, what did you pull out of it? Like what's God teaching you this week in our, in our reading, you know? So you have an opportunity yeah. to actually do it and then chew on it and share it with, you know, others. Yeah. 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 And if you, and if you, you know, the benefit of being in community with people, when you come across something that you really like, I don't, what is Paul saying here? I really don't understand. You can ask a pastor, you can ask your elders, you can ask the people that you're in the group with and discuss it. And you would be surprised at the wonderful conversations and growth that happens from just sitting down with other people who are interested in God's word and just discussing yep. it. Yeah. You, you would be, if you've never done that, it is one, having someone who's done it, the, the, the times in my life when I have grown the most in the Lord and just been more joyous in the Lord, like heart heart bursting at it seems with joy is when I've had brothers in Christ who have sat down with me and you just look at this verse. What does this mean? Yeah. Could it mean this? Does it mean this? Yeah, but no, look at that. You know, you just, you pour over it together. It's such a wonderful, special thing that, that we can do as Christians and brothers and sisters in Christ together. Yeah. So they, find those that. people become very so, precious then, to um, as well. They, they do. They do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then uh, kind of the last point here, uh, maybe bullet point that we'll, that we'll talk about for a minute. And this is maybe obvious, um, but it's, but it's worth saying. So, you know, you were saying, find a plan, find a way to do it, find accountability, and then commit and find time to sit and read, like block it off. Right. Make it yep. a right. Right. Don't, don't wait for a good opportunity, make an opportunity, yes. you yep. know? Yes. Because if, because if you don't, it's just, it'll never happen. And you'll be where you're at right now, dear listener. So, you know, yes. carve out that time, uh, carve out that time to get alone. Yeah. I'm, I'm a I think, pastor. Uh, and if I don't intentionally put time down to just read my Bible or do it with my family, yeah, we don't do it. It just doesn't happen. Right. Um, and right. it's not even for yeah. any, uh, intentional reason half the time. It's literally just the lack of intentionality that brings me there. Yep. But, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and listener 10 to 15 minutes a day. A commitment to that will do wonders for your spiritual journey and your relationship yeah, with Christ. Yeah. It really will. It really will. So, Method, like um, methodology wise too, I would say, uh, do it in the morning. This is my, this is my personal recommendation. Do it in the morning. Don't, yeah. don't wait till at night. I know some people are like, I really like night devotions. Okay. Well do night devotions also, but do it in the morning. I mean, you need that like, uh, who was it that said, I think it was, maybe it was C.S. Lewis who said, you don't do an awful lot of sinning in your sleep. So when you wake up, uh, you know, do your Bible study, wake up a little early, get alone, uh, with the Lord. And, um, you say, well, I, my house is busy and crazy and I can't get alone with the Lord. If you get up early enough, you yes, can. You can. Um, I mean, one of the things that you see with Christ, uh, is our example in prayer, uh, in particular, and getting alone, you know, with his heavenly father is he's intentional. No matter how busy he is or how high a demand he is, he's yeah. get rising up early and going to a wild place, secluded a secluded place, place yeah. whether that's your uh, backyard or your dining room or a nearby lake or mountain or whatever the case may be for you on a daily basis to be able to get away and actually spend some time with the Lord. Um you need to do that and you have to be intentional about it. Otherwise it won't happen. Yep. You know, I had a, my wife had a friend at our 
church when we lived in Dallas. And I remember her saying this, for whatever, for whatever reason, this just stuck with me. And I always thought like, that's impressive. Like I, I admire that. So she was uh, a mom and she had several kids. I can't remember three to five, somewhere in there. Husband worked and she would be home with them all day. It's just very busy, yeah. right? And, and at one point this discussion came up in like community group, like, how do you find time to do it? And she said that she trained her kids and they were young kids that, that they couldn't be left alone. That's, I think that's important too. Like she couldn't just lock them in or, you know, she couldn't do just that. Reverses she the Mom's going the for a prayer drive. <laughs> it's a prayer drive time. So don't play with the stove. Um, yeah. Stay away from yeah. the fire. Um, but she would get a blanket and put it over her head. And she trained them that when mom had a blanket over her head, it was her quiet time. And she would sit there on the couch for, you know, 10, 20, 30 minutes, whatever it is with a blanket and a lamp under there and read God's word. And her kids learned and they were trained, like, don't mess with mom. She's got the blanket. <laughs> and I always thought that was such the coolest thing. Like, like kudos to you. Cause I mean, it, she found a way to make it work. That's impressive. And so I can't, I can't fault her. She found a way. I, I find yeah. it just very, very funny of just that. I, I picture the scene in my mind as mom's just like huddled under the blanket. <laughs> Don't mess with mom. It's blanket time. Why is mom dressed like a ghost? Yeah. yeah. But good for her. And that's when mom started putting a mannequin on the couch, covering it with a blanket <laughs> and slipping off to do some things that she wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not recommending that for everyone. By the way, I'm no, but it, it, but it does her. show. It does show, though, how intentional yes. you have to be. And so, whatever whatever that means for you to be intentional to do it, then it it needs to happen. Yep. And realize that there might there's going to be some road bumps in that. Like you know, there will be yeah. some times where you set out to wake up early and you are just dog tired and you have to force yourself to get up. There's going to be times when you've got the blanket over your head and the kids still bother yeah. you. You There's going to be times so, you have the word of God literally open before you. And the last thing you want to do that day is simply read it. So yep. that goes back hand in hand with what we were saying in the very, kind of the very beginning of this. If you don't have a proper theology of why to read the word of God, everything else is going to flow from that. But secondly, if you don't have the devotion to do the hard thing when it becomes hard, you're going to fail. And you yeah, have to yeah. be. And we say that to it. We say that to encourage you, yeah. right? I mean, we're not. I mean, we're not. We're not like just sitting here and be like, you don't have the right devotion and the right theology because you're not. I mean, you know. I mean, because we understand that life brings on, uh, you know, the different difficulties and different difficult seasons and different seasons. We've experienced those yep. as well. We've experienced those highs, you know, the the mountaintops and the valleys yep. and all that stuff, as we've mentioned. And so we we mean this to be an encouragement to you of. Start tomorrow. Yeah. You know, like if it hasn't been going well, yeah. start tomorrow. You know, set your set your alarm 15 yeah. minutes early and get up and get some coffee and sit down at your table and open up God's word and read. Start, you know, start a New Testament book. Find a reading plan. Do I mean just begin somewhere, but do begin. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I say all this as a guy who was the proverbial fool. I mean, literally, the guy who was too lazy to put his hand uh, or the way he says, says it, he buries his hand in the dish and he's too lazy to bring it back out and feed <laughs> Can't himself. Can't bring it to his yeah, mouth again. That was right, me. Right. Um, I mean, I was, yeah. wasn't was doing it with food, but I failed out of college because I wouldn't get my butt out of bed and go to class. Um, I'd always gotten straight A's and honor roll classes in high school. I figured I could do the same thing in college and slough off. Well, it bit me in the butt. But I had made 
years of practice of just being the lazy man. And so when I came to Christ, there was a whole world shift that had to happen, but it was a, an uphill battle for over 10 years of yeah. my life to where I was yeah. going through seminary and I was still fighting laziness that I had embraced for years or procrastination to where yeah. I, I, I sat down one day and just said, okay, I, I can't do this anymore. <clears throat> and so I would literally take the amount of pages I had to read in a book and I would divide it up and I'd say, okay, I'm going to read yeah. 60 pages and I don't right. get up and go to the bathroom or do anything until I read 60 pages. <laughs> and there's days where I'm, I'm dancing in my chair, just trying to get right. to and Grayson's laundry bill was skyrocketing. Yeah. My poor wife. During that period. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> But it, sorry, honey, I was lazy again. Yeah, I, I peed the chair. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a it was I was that ruthless with myself where it's like, no, you're you're gonna just do it. Yeah, and it was right, it was simply right. because I was the guy who for ages would not do it. Um, I w yeah. was not faithful, yeah. and so I had to I had to learn how to cultivate new habits and new disciplines. Yep. But what I found is yep. that over a period of time, um, those new habits and disciplines became so ingrained that they were difficult to break. And that's really yeah. what we're trying yeah. to get after with all of this here is that it, this is a new thing that you have to build from the ground up for some of you. And that's okay. Right. But as long as you actually start to build and put one foot in front of the other, one day you'll look back yeah. and you'll have actually carved out a whole brand new path that now... Lord willing, it's going to be easier for you to walk the rest of your life and you can bring your kids behind yep. you and other people in the church that struggle through the same thing and just make it all the much more easy for them to be able to follow in those same disciplines. Right. Right. Amen. Yeah. I, I felt like for most of my yeah. life, I've been training a big dumb dog and the big dumb dog is me. So. Amen. Yeah. Well, so I, I think you I don't mention, amen, yeah. uh, I can see that. Yeah. Amen, you big dumb dog. <laughs> <I was. laughs> well said, well said. Couldn't have said it better oh. myself. <laughs> oh gosh. But but you know, there's an element of training to that. Like I I think of so you mentioned the ruthlessness, Grayson, and I and I've had there's been times when I've had to do this. So I think about Hebrews twelve, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so yep. easily ensnares us. Right. And there's so many distractions, so many distractions. I'll make a recommendation. If you really struggle to get into God's word, probably you should take a month or something off social media, two months, make it, make it to where it changes you yeah. the way you react. Right. Because all of us have been there where you get, because mm -hmm. of phones, it's just the world we live in today, where you pick up your phone and it's like you could do it without looking and look at text or email or Facebook. Or oh, whatever. so like you're you even better than I am. I'll be like 10, you know, TikTok videos in, you know, they're not even real TikTok videos. It's like some stupid thing. They're pops like up. the reposted yeah, it's like one. This got yeah. posted right, on right, Instagram right, right. and then from Instagram to Facebook. <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm like, oh, what's that? <laughs> I won't yeah. download TikTok because I'm just that classic boomer guy too, but. Yeah, because you know, you're an adult. Yes, that's part of the. I'm a refined adult. <laughs> yes. Yep. But put it away. Yep. Get rid of it yep. for a time. Like let people, let your friends know. Hey, I got to take some time off. 
Facebook yeah. or whatever it is yeah. and get things straight and take time off. And, and we occasionally, I mean, we habits. even occasionally do that. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't too long ago yeah. that Jack was like, I'm not talking to you guys anymore. No, not really. <laughs> I took yeah, a, yeah. I took, but you took, took a little a, sabbatical, right? From, yeah, yeah. I, take, I take social media or whatever. I take a week or yeah. two off here and there. Um, and man, there was a book I read a few years ago. Grace, you and I Tony talked Reinke about it. It was wasn't it? Social media addiction. It was Tony Reinke or Reinke or however you say his name. Yeah. Yes. That one. I don't remember. Yeah. That was a really good book. I'll put a, I'll, I'll try and remember to put a link to it in the, um, in the show it, notes it for does. the podcast, but it was, it's a short book and just talks about social media addiction and how to break yep. the habits, uh, and kind of get recentered on, on Christ. It was a real, like it was a the, surprising The interesting thing too read, is, very easy uh, to read. I was talking about this with a guy from church actually this morning, but there's always trade-offs to technology, right? Um, and we just kind of accept those at face value. But one of the things that happens is if you have difficulty with a, having a longer attention span, um, you're literally training yourself each and every day by going through various social media outlets to have a short attention span. And this is yeah. something that I have to, you know, be conscious of as well, as well, because when it comes time to write a sermon or do any of that kind of study, it's like, I, I have to do it. Um, if I get up on a Sunday and don't have a sermon, um, I'm going to get fired for one, but for two, it's yeah. like, well, I mean, realistically, but, yeah. um, social media you actually always get a job at like a Unitarian oh, church. Or gosh. Something. Yeah. I can't even like respond to that joke in any way, but anger. <laughs> um, but it, it changes the way your brain thinks and even how your brain can be wired. Um, I think we just don't, we've had it for so little time that we don't see the full far reaching effects of what it actually does. Yeah. 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 But by the way, that book is called 12, 12 ways your phone is changing. Oh yep. yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's a really good book, really good book and a short read. Sure. Um, the uh, other thing, maybe it's just, you know, weakness of myself too. Maybe one of the reasons on the distraction issue uh, for your Bible reading is uh, the venue by which you're, you're taking it in. I, I can't, I yeah. can't do my devotions on a tablet or a phone or a computer. Um, I'm just, I get, I, it's too easy to get distracted, uh, for me. It is, uh, other people can pull it off. And if you can pull it off, awesome. Um, but just having a, a good old physical copy of God's word, uh, pays big, uh, big dividends for me. Yeah. Plus you get the nice book smell. Yeah. Ooh. You can't replicate that electronically. Can't. You can't. Mm. Leather bound. Can't. That's yeah. right. You know, that's nice. <laughs> that's too nice. Um, <laughs> that is really nice. Um, Another thing to do is set set a meaningful reward for yourself. Um, and Grayson, I like this. You, you put this in here. I thought it was a really good idea. Um, and you, you put it very clearly. So there's nothing ungodly about the idea of letting a reward be attached, fulfilling a personal goal. Like, it's okay to do that. Motivate yourself. Um, the Lord himself stores treasures in heaven for us to motivate us uh, to to do things in his name, to do good works and follow through, do, do good, to do good and persevere. So that's okay. Set up little rewards. Yeah. Like reward yourself if you're consistent like train your body sometimes it takes that to to retrain and put your body into submission like that's that's normal and with that when you fail um blake you you touched on this earlier but don't be too hard on yep. yourself life happens if you miss right. a day if you miss a week if you miss a month 
you missed a year. If you're listening to this and have never really done it, meaning you've missed up your entire life at this point, start yeah. tomorrow. Stop the podcast and start. The right Lord's now. Like, mercies are new every morning. Amen. Every Amen. Day. Yeah. yeah. Every morning. Yeah. So any, uh, we're about over time and I think we, we pretty much worked our way through the, through the content. Any, anything else in, in closing guys? I think just at the end, um, remember why you do it. The goal is not to own the libs on social media. It's not to be having <laughs> this massive amount of knowledge. Well, speak for I yourself. Mean, yeah. If you can own the libs as a bonus, <laughs> why not? <laughs> That's that setting an extra reward there for you yourself. Go. <laughs> That's like, uh, <laughs> oh man. Um, my, my simple point at the end though, was that we do it to know our Lord. And if you keep that at the forefront, uh, it'll inform everything else. Um, it's not evil to have other motivations that are bound up in it as well, as far as your own personal benefit, because you know that the word does that. But primarily yeah. what we yeah. should be looking at is that this is the way that God has given us to be able to relate to him and to know him. And that should be a precious thing to us, that the God of this universe yeah. saw us in our full wickedness and sinfulness and still saw mm -hmm. fit to give us his word that we might not only know him, but know his love for us. And keep that at the forefront. Um, free, cheap advice. Yeah. Amen. Yep. No more excuses. Amen. Yep. No more excuses. Get it done. That was, <laughs> that was really well said. Really well said, Grayson. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Grayson. <laughs> All that. I was going to like, I'm going to end it on this. And I clicked it and nothing happened. So there you go. Was it the... <laughs> oh. No, it was a cheering. I was like, Grayson did really yeah. well. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed. I I'm not. I hope that the sound bites <laughs> fail every time. <laughs> well, there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. A little yeah. delay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I don't. Uh, Sorry. I don't receive virtual compliments all that well. <laughs> yeah. Any fake yeah. cheering. <laughs> It just it makes me feel very. You guys heard about the advancements in AI cheering? <laughs> All right. Until until next time. I think next week uh, or next episode. Again, we're releasing episodes biweekly. Yeah. I think a common struggle we'll be attacking next week is uh, prayer. If I remember correctly, the struggle to pray. Isn't that Do we right, have time Blake? to go through the whole list real quick? Uh, we can. Yeah. Do you want to pull I've it up? Really quick? Oh, cool. Good. If you have it, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's a here's our here's our little the teaser uh, for you uh, Patreons, <laughs> paid subscribers. <laughs> All right. Somebody take Jack's sound effect button away. All right. So uh, common struggles in the Christian life. These are some of the topics you have to look forward to that we're going to be dealing with. Scripture reading, which you just heard. Prayer. Why is it so hard to pray sometimes? Mortification of sin. Uh, finding mm -hmm. a true church, evangelism, one of the scariest things for many Christians, uh, finding a true friend. So not a superficial friend, not a service friend, but a, but a true godly friend. Uh, we're going to be talking about the subject of biblical masculinity. We're going to be talking about biblical femininity. We're going to talk about the struggles of the single life, as well as the struggles of the married life. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about divorce uh, on one episode. Uh, we'll talk about 
uh, what it means to uh, the struggles of being a parent, um, the uh, aspects of greed uh, versus generosity uh, that many of us uh, mm -hmm. wrestle with. Uh, doubt and faith, we'll kind of be looking at those aspects, hand in hand, lust and chastity, uh, hospitality versus being a homebody, um, pride and humility, We're going to be a couple other ones we cover, uh, authenticity and hypocrisy, kind of that uh, Sunday only spirituality, uh, or putting on yeah. the uh, putting on the, the stained glass mask for Sunday. Uh, slothful, slothfulness uh, is going to be another uh, thing that we cover. Anger, uh, the fear of, of man versus the fear of God. We'll be looking at envy. Uh, how about despair? Uh, you know, this is a, depending on your season of life and in your place and time, uh, despair can be a very real uh, struggle for the believer. Uh, Self-control, physical, emotional, spiritual. Uh, navigating uh, your life with unbelieving family members. Uh, navigating your life with believing family members, uh, it, particularly those that have different beliefs or maybe some different convictions. You know, those ones that are wrong in your life, those ones. Um, <laughs> navigating uh, different social pressures uh, from the, the world around you, constantly being mocked, told you're wrong, seen as backward, all those different kinds of things. Um, we'll be looking at various addictions, uh, including social media addiction, things like that, and just time management and things too. So we're going to be covering all kinds of good stuff. Very So excited. basically, if the Lord wills, we'll be recording podcasts to like 20, 30. I mean, that's like 30 episodes yeah, right so. there. And that's if we get them. <laughs> I guess that'll get, get like two episodes yeah. per year based on that timeline of what you just gave. <laughs> yeah. It sounded a lot more. You reading it than when we like, <laughs> right. like you reading it. I'm like right. you're like putting really it together. It was like this is very approachable, <laughs> but uh, now it's a, now it's a little daunting. Yeah, yeah. no, yes. it'll be good. So, but anyway, we look forward to doing that. I look forward to doing that, and if the Lord wills, that will happen. Yeah. Um, so next week, from all of us at the chorus of the chaos. Uh, yeah, yes. Next, uh, next. Sorry, wow. I totally. Uh, you had such a great. You had such a great in there, Jack. <laughs> and I just dove in. <laughs>